Alright everyone, welcome to BirdCast, the only podcast recorded inside a live Avery. Today we're here with Birdman Dad. Oh, hi everyone, how are you going? Alright. Okay, so today I thought we'd just um, have a little chat about a few things. So, now that we're well and truly obviously into winter, um, and I'm guessing everyone is in Australia... We had plenty of rain over the weekend, so 45 millimetres in one day here, so it's definitely um, well and truly underway now. So what we thought we would do over the weekend, because we've spoken about it before, we do have um, three pairs of um, scarlet-chested parrots, so I've said many a time that... um, Growing up, we always had the normal little scarlet parrots and um, we've always kept them here in the aviary. So today um, we decided that we would start... um, I've actually got the hens digging burrows in the ground. So they're obviously quite keen to start breeding. A little bit too cold here at the minute though, but you've just got to be careful. If you you do run some neophema parrots... Um, you'll sometimes notice they'll start burrowing in the sand in the bottom of the cages. So we obviously have sand on our cages. And I noticed one of the females was gathering bits of bark or bits of stick or bits of something that we've been feeding them on the um, platform. And then she's been taking it and putting it down into the ground. So we gave them, I cleaned them out once a week. So uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I, I, I took the sticks and the bit of bark from her and, and, and raked and cleaned the, the cage out. But it did get us on to thinking, well, look, we should go through and obviously disinfect and clean out the nest boxes. So that was a good job for us Sunday. Uh, the weather wasn't too bad. It was a little bit warm, so the birds were a little bit active. But we just tend to just get some F10. Um, other people ha- obviously have other methods, but uh, our boxes are marine ply. I paint the outside of the box is white, uh, but the uh, yeah, the inside's just the marine ply. So we tend to put like a couple capfuls in and then and give them a good scrub out and clean them. All their perches, the little ladders that we've got on the inside that they, they climb up and down and just get them really cleaned up, ready for another few weeks to, to put them in for the birds. Uh, once we probably get a little bit of a turn in the weather got to be very careful obviously with all birds but more so with your parrots um if you tend to put them in a little bit too early you've got to be very careful of the egg binding so in cold weather does take a lot of energy for any bird to pass an egg you know in the colder months so so we yeah probably not a good thing to get in the habit of but very hard with the other birds, obviously, we keep because of the um, the cages are so massive. The finches, some of the finches, do tend to breed all year round. But one thing we did notice while we were cleaning and um, scrubbing these boxes out, we also have a little family of blue wrens. We do actually do uh, the fly maggots for some of the finches. So we actually had some drying out, and we did notice a little family of wrens were hopping in and out of the tray grabbing what they could grab, a bit of fly pupae or um, little live maggots and, and we're flying off with them. So um, it's quite surprising when you start to breed and have birds, when you observe things on the outside of the aviaries and what the wild birds are doing. So um, 
there, obviously, every time that I go out there and there's a nice sunny day and I'm trying to dry them out a bit, they take full advantage of that. They wouldn't be feeding young at this stage, I wouldn't think, but they're probably in preparation to uh, just waiting for a little bit warmer weather and then there's a good chance that they, they will go down. The other thing is we obviously get a, a lot of the um, Port Lincolns or what we call 28 parrots on our block and we've got a lot of the winter grasses coming up in the lawn now and that's the little seed grass and you'll always get half a dozen of 28s that are, you know, feasting on the on the grass. So I tend not to try and cut certain areas of the grass this time of the year because I do feed that to to my finches. They they actually love the the winter grass. Just got to be really careful though. If you've got wild birds, are also taking full advantage of what you're growing on the outside for your birds on the inside. That always remember to to give it a good you know give it a good rinse give it a good wash before you try and feed it out to your birds just in case um, you do hear stories of wild birds carrying disease so you've got to be mindful it doesn't doesn't take much to to spread through your aviaries <clears throat> uh, we also then grow a lot of native shrubs so we can put that in for the finches or the or the or the neophemas. We get a lot of some of it starting to blossom this time of the year, and we actually find the new Holland honey eaters. So they take full advantage of that as well at the minute. Now we're pretty sure um, a lot of our native shrubs and like small hedges do have nests of the new Holland honey eaters in it at the minute. So they're taking absolutely full advantage of us. Again, growing stuff for our for our inside birds, and again, them on the outside think, well, this is great. So they're getting a free feed, which is terrific. Now, wandering around the the property, we also noticed we have a little bit of a, a trench. So it might be sort of 1.2 meters wide by a meter deep, and we will put a lot of our clippings and, and lawn clippings, or if we're trimming some of the native shrubs. We will put that in the in the trench, and then when the right time uh, comes along, we will burn that in in the in the bit of a trench or a bit of a hole that we've got. And to our amazement, we noticed a pair of pardalopes were. At first, we thought they were feeding on something that we were putting in there, but then on observation, they've actually dug holes. They've dug four or five holes. Now, after speaking to someone about it they said that they are renowned for digging a small tunnel and we will put some pictures up of the we've got the hen bird coming out of the little tunnel but yeah it was really amazing and they reckon that these tunnels can be anything up to you know a meter deep into the bank so yeah so that was we we thought they nested quite high up in the up in the top of the trees and <clears throat> we've not seen it before so, but then again, we've not really had the pardalopes on our block. We've only seen them probably once in 20 years. So this year they've, they've turned up and they've decided in, in that uh, bit of a hole, bit of a gutter we've dug out, they've uh, decided, well, this is, it's nice yellow sand and uh, they've decided, well, this is quite easy for us to, to um, tunnel in and, and uh, make a nest and with a bit of luck, They'll um, they'll fledge some young young down the track, so that that would be great. So, 
Yeah, but it's just quite amazing that how the wild birds um, take full advantage, just goes to show how clever they are on what we're actually up to. They obviously keep a pretty good eye on us. They know there's a good food source. It, it is good to see. Like obviously, the way we've we've set up our backyard is we, we're trying to encourage a, a lot of the native birds, and it's quite relaxing when you're, you know, when you do get a chance to have five minutes to yourself, just sit out and and watch the native birds flying around and, and do their thing. So, uh, yeah, no, it's quite good. I've just gone through. It's probably about 4 p.m. now. I've just quickly gone through the cages, and I know I go on about it, but even even after all these years that um, I've been involved in aviculture, of breeding birds, the amount of food and seed these birds consume in a day it's, it's unbelievable, um, and it's something that you really, really have to be mindful of. It's not like you can just put a pair of birds or a dozen pair of birds in a cage and then check them from week to week. It's, it certainly doesn't happen like that. You, and this time of the year, I tend to overfeed. Um, as I'm sitting here doing the podcast, I'm actually watching and just about every cage, and, and we're talking probably six or seven cages, even holding cages that birds are um, in at the moment, they're all in the seed dish. So I've gone through probably 15, 20 minutes ago, topped all their seeds up, and all the birds, basically most of the birds, are down eating. Fair enough, they're, they're probably going to waste a little bit this time of the year, and they're probably trying to pick out their, their favourite seeds, but um, definitely you've got to keep the, the food up to them in the in the winter weeks and months because it's it's very cold this time of the year and that's the only defence they've really got is to try and keep an eye on uh, yeah, the consumption of the seed that they're, they're, they're sort of going through on a daily basis. So, yeah, so they're just a couple things I, I wanted to have a quick talk about. Um, like I say, we'll put some photos up so that you can um, have a little bit of a look. We have had a little bit of exciting news in one of the aviaries, so we'll certainly put some um, some photos up and um, a little short video on the podcast. Okay, then. Thanks. Bye. Wow, that's very interesting. All right, well, thanks for coming on the show, Birdman Dad. Oh, okay. Yep, no problems at all. All right. Now, remember, if you want to follow us and check out what we're doing, we have an Instagram, Birdman underscore Dad. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, Birdman Dad. Love to hear your um, your feedback. All right, bye. Bye.